Have you ever had a, a time in your life where it seemed as though everyone around you had the answer for you? Whether you were asking the question or not, everyone had the answer. I've had times like this, uh, but let me explain. Uh, maybe it happened when you were sick, and maybe it was nothing more than a, a cold. And yet suddenly around you, everyone had the answer. All of your friends and your family suddenly became medical doctors. And you don't know how they found the time to squeeze in medical school and their busy schedules, but, but all of them had the answer. One friend is telling you to, to drink this tea that'll clear you up in no time, and, and someone else is telling you that you have to go see their doctor, that, that she's the best, and, and she'll solve whatever your problem is. And, and, and someone else is telling you to snort this spray and your allergies will go away. And, and someone, someone else is telling you to eat this soup, their great-great-great-grandmother's family recipe, and, and whatever ails you will be gone. And it just seemed like everyone, you weren't asking, but everyone had the answer for you. Or, or, or this has happened to me, maybe it's happened to you, if you're in the, the, the business of looking for a car, and suddenly everyone around you has the answer. Uh, your friends that don't know how to change the oil suddenly become car experts. And they're telling you, you got to go to this dealership. you got to talk to my guy that he'll get you the best deal and you won't worry about anything. Or they're telling you, you got to buy a Ford or a Honda or a Chevy or Toyota that you'll never have any issues. Never, ever will anything go wrong with that car. They're the best. And everyone around you just has the answer. Uh, maybe you've experienced that at least uh, a little bit or can uh, resonate with what I'm talking about. But... But the truth is that I think that, that all of us are surrounded by answers all of the time. Uh, maybe you've felt this too, that we are surrounded by voices who are calling out to us, speaking to us, that are promising us things, and all of these voices around us have the answer. Sometimes the answer is that if you just uh, wear these clothes, that you will be popular and people will like you and your life will be good. And, and other times it's invest in, in this mutual fund or this 401k and your financial future will be secure and, and life will be good. That's the answer. And other times it's just buy this brand or purchase this purse and you will be ha as happy as the celebrity who's carrying it in the ad you're looking at. There are so many answers, so many voices calling out to us. They're there when we turn on the TV or listen to the radio. Uh, they're there when we open up our laptops or power on our cell phones. So they're there as we drive down the highway on, on the billboards or in the magazines that we read, in the advertisements that are there. The, the voices are everywhere, and, and all of them are promising us things. All of them seem to have the answer. And, and if you've kind of grown up with this or been around it for a while, you know how overwhelming this can be, right? Who's right? Who does have the answer? Uh, what voices do we listen to? amidst all of the voices around us. Uh, well, today we are reminded uh, that as Christians, as uh, people who have died to sin and been raised to Christ through faith, as risen people, beloved by Jesus, as Christians, we listen to and follow the voice of Jesus. That is, we, we tune out all the other voices that aren't telling us about Christ's uh, life and death and resurrection, and we tune in to the voice of Jesus, because Jesus will lead us to where we need to be. It's, it's the voice of Jesus which is speaking to us, his people, uh, a word of truth and life, and who will take us uh, right to where he longs for us to be, and that's with him. Uh, we heard about this in our gospel reading for today from John chapter 10. Um, if you'd like to, to kind of follow along, we'll walk through it today. It's on page 6 in your bulletin. Um, if you didn't catch all of the, the story in John 10, that's okay. Jesus was talking about sheep and shepherds and sheep pens. And, 
And he was speaking that way because in Jesus' day, that was a, a common image, a common metaphor that many people would have connected with. Everyone had that crazy uncle who was the shepherd out in the field, or you would walk by the fields and see the sheep on your way to work in the morning or on your way to town. It, it was a very common way of thinking. Uh, for us today, uh, maybe you haven't seen a sheep outside of a, a zoo, and it's just not as easy to connect with. So we're going to just dig in a little bit to what Jesus tells us in John chapter 10 and unpack it a little bit. Uh, but this is what uh, Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 1. He says, Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. All right, so I, I have with us today a picture of a sheep pen. Uh, there's one found in the Middle East, probably similar to the, the kind that Jesus would have seen in his day out in the fields there. The the sheep pen is where the sheep went to rest at night. It was uh, their holding pen where they would uh, go to sleep for the evening. And if you were a sheep, the sheep pen, uh, the sheep fold was an awesome place. Uh, because for the sheep, that, that sheep pen, it was a place of rest. It was a place of peace. It was a place of community where you were there surrounded by all your fellow sheep. It was a place of safety. You were protected from all the wild animals, the wolves and the snakes and the dangers out there in the field in the dark. Um, it was a place of security. It was a place of life where you were restored and renewed. It was a place where you were cared for by the shepherd, where he could show his love for you in, 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 in uh, dealing with your problems individually. Uh, for, for a sheep, the sheep pen is an amazing place. And, and actually, how this would work is uh, we often think of sheep as, as kind of dumb animals, don't we? They get a, a bad reputation. And, and that's not totally true uh, in terms of animals. Sheep are actually mildly intelligent. But the problem is they can't see very well. And so without some help and some guidance, they're constantly running into things or getting off track. A sheep cannot see very well, but they can hear extremely well. And they can recognize individual voices. And sheep will actually come to know the voice of their shepherd. They'll recognize it. They'll kind of latch on to it. Uh, and at night, they will follow the voice of the shepherd as he calls out to them and leads them into that sheep pen, into that place of rest and peace and community and safety and security and life and care and love. Now for us 21st century Christians, us 21st century sheep, Jesus speaks to us recognizing that all of us long for that sheep pen, right? We all long for a place where we would find rest and peace and community and safety and security and life and care and love. Inside each of us, uh, whether we name it or, or recognize it or not, our souls long for this kind of eternal sheep pen where we would rest easy with our Savior. And, and Jesus also recognizes that for us 21st century uh, sheep, us first 21st century Christians, that there are many voices telling us on how to get in there. Many people calling out to us, uh, leading us, telling us how we can find rest and peace and safety and life and love. And, and for some of, some of the time, there are the voices telling us that you can find the sheep pen, you can find these things, in the size of your bank account or your 401k. If you just build it up enough, then you will find comfort and security and safety. And sometimes the voices are telling us that the way in there um, is through stuff, through cars and, and homes and material things, that that is how you have a life of safety and rest and peace. And other times we're told it's through uh, popularity or through self-fulfillment, living for yourself. And Jesus recognizes that, that is, none of those things are the ways into the sheep pen. None of those things, not money, not stuff, not living for yourself, not popularity, none of those things, none of those other voices can lead us there. 
Instead, this is what he goes on to say in verses 2 and 3. Jesus says, The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. See, Jesus then goes on to describe this beautiful scene where, where he is the shepherd and, and we are the sheep, and, and he is leading us to exactly where we need to go. You see, as Christians, we listen to and follow the voice of Jesus, not because uh, Jesus is some angry, jealous, authoritarian God. And that's not simply it. No, he calls us to listen and follow his voice because he is a God of love, because he longs to take us where we need to be, into that sheep pen, into his rest and security and comfort and forgiveness and grace. And, and Jesus knows that the only way to that place, to an eternity with him, is through him. He knows that he is the only one that can pour out a life and a life abundant upon his people. And so as Christians, we listen to and follow his voice as he leads us into that sheep pen. Now, I don't know about you. That, that sounds awfully nice to me. It's a beautiful picture that Jesus paints for us in our gospel reading for today. Uh, and yet, maybe some of us are thinking, okay, well, uh, where do I hear this voice, right? <laughs> it's a lot easier for a sheep. They can just hear the voice and, and follow it. It's pretty, uh, pretty simple and self-explanatory. But what about for us, 21st century sheep? Where do we hear this voice of Jesus calling out to us? And, and the answer, of course, is in his word, uh, in the scriptures. We don't hear some mystical inner voice speaking to us inside. We have the sure and certain word of God that we call out, that we cling to, where Jesus calls us. And so for us, 21st century sheep, that looks like us opening up our Bibles as we come to church to hear the story, to hear God's voice calling out to us with words of love and, and comfort and community and, and grace. It, it means coming to, to Bible studies, to be surrounded with other sheep and to have the other sheep a challenge and encourage and uplift us when we're down. It means opening up our Bibles in our homes and our personal devotions, uh, reading it to our children and with our spouses uh, so that our lives are absorbed with this word of God, so that we would hear his voice we would recognize it because what a beautiful voice the voice of Jesus is. Uh, I like to think that my grandmother had a beautiful voice as well. Uh, my grandmother uh, grew up, was born and raised, and lived for about a third of her life in Europe, in a part of Europe, Central Eastern Europe, that's been called a lot of different things over the years and changed hands a number of different times. And she carried with her uh, that deep, thick, rich accent throughout her entire life, and it was, it was beautiful. Um, but the funny thing is, as a kid, I did not know she had an accent. I had no idea, because it was just grandma's voice, right? Grandma's voice was grandma's voice. I didn't know she had an accent. Uh, until one day, we had a, a neighborhood a friend, a boy, come over, and uh, I was probably in my early teenage years by this point, still no clue that she spoke with an accent. And my grandma was there, and, and our friend was there, and, and our grandma was talking to us. And, and then she left, and, and my friend kind of pulled me aside and said, you know, what did your grandma say? I, I couldn't understand her. Uh, her accent was too strong. I, I couldn't make out what she was saying. And I, I got really defensive, right, and angry. And, and inside I was thinking to myself, she doesn't have an accent. You have an accent. You know what? <laughs> How come you can't understand her? What's wrong with you? Uh, she, she speaks just perfectly fine. The problem's not her, it's with you. And 
truth is she did have an accent, a strong accent. Uh, when I listen to, to videos and, and clips of her now, I, I can hear it. It's clear. And over time, I, I began to recognize it and hear it, but also to appreciate it uh, and to love it and to hear the beauty in that voice. Uh, not just because of the uniqueness of her accent, but also because of the words that she would speak. She would speak to us her voice of words of love and, and grace, words of compassion and protection, words of comfort and joy. I loved that beautiful voice. And to be honest, uh, she's been gone 10 years now. I, I long to hear that voice again. I, I would go wherever she would tell me to go. I would follow her wherever she would lead me. Uh, my grandmother had a beautiful voice. But brothers and sisters, the voice of Jesus is far, far more beautiful. It is unique. And for some of us who have just grown up in the church as one of his sheep, as one of his children, uh, we just recognize the voice of Jesus and, and take it for what it is. Uh, but if, if you were new to the faith or if you hadn't heard the voice of Jesus before, it can sound strange at first because Jesus says some pretty different things, doesn't he? He talks about turning the other cheek, about taking up your cross and following him, of living a life of sacrifice and, and service, of forgiving our neighbors and our friends and our family, not seven times, not 70 times, but 70 times seven times. The, the voice of Jesus can sound unique. It's different. His accent can appear strange if we're not used to it. But, but the more that we listen to Jesus, the more we open up our Bibles and, and study it with Christians and come to church to hear that life-giving word, the more beautiful it will be to us. The more we listen to Jesus, the more we will hear him speak a message of hope and love and truth also grace and forgiveness, a message that none of those other voices are able to offer us. Jesus is the only one who has the answer, the answer of his life and his death and his glorious resurrection. Only Jesus can take us to where we need to be, to his sheep pen, to his life and life abundant. In Jesus' name, amen.